Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
everyone, and welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Wayward Motel with Beauty Queen. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing? Hey, Nicole. Hey, Carl. Hey, Greg. Hey, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, this is my least favorite part of the podcast. Oh, say hello, when, when we have to say hello. I, I hate that. You know what? A couple of things. I love that song. Two things I love about the song. And then it, it led me to, like, again, we, we never prepare anything for this podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Including so, not listening in advance to the, well, you guys do, I think. That song gave me a, a, a topic or something I thought. One was, I don't know, I've always loved, Bowie did it a lot. I love guys who sing octaves, who sing like an octave higher, you know, in the background. It gives that cool sound. Like on this guy's the verse, right? I love that. You know what's uh, interesting for me about this track? This is this is country. No, I don't No, know. it's not it's country. It's country. It's country. Uh, Believe just, me, it is country. I, You know, I mentioned last week that I kind of had a, some challenge with my uh, music in the car as I'm driving around, and so I was listening, stuck on this. Why? Because the because uh, the, the Victoria kept skipping when you hit a bump. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, so I discovered this artist that's being played on this kind of heavy rock station, and it is just stone cold country. This with ain't like, stone. Oh, just, you're talking about I'm Jelly talking about, Roll? I'm, no, I'm talking about Hardy. Oh, okay, yeah. Have you, have you heard wall to wall, Hardy? Yeah. I mean, Not it a is fan. like it's just like screaming and screaming guitars, screaming vocal, but the sensibility of the song and the artist up front, it's stone cold country. Well, I think and this is the same I, thing. No, I think you're gonna piss them off because they identify as rock and roll. I disagree with Greg totally. <laughs> uh, well, all I'm saying is that they could. They could actually take over country radio, which would be a good thing, considering there's like 6,000 country radio stations out there. <laughs> That's a difference. A song yeah. that they can play on country radio, or are they country? That's two yeah, I think things. the song could be played on country radio. But I think, I but think they're alternative rock. Yeah. I think it's cool. I love it. Anyway. I just heard it as country, so... Hope I don't piss them off. So that was that. So everybody ignore what Greg just said. Right. So, um... <laughs> No, but really, what, what the thing it really made, except for the octave voice, I love the track, I love the low vocal. I like that they had a lead. And then I, it made me think about Eddie Van Halen. The other way they say Steve Jobs, like, you know, what do you do to the world? I think Steve Jobs ruined, ruined the world with the iPhone. He ruined it. Yeah. They, he, he, they think he's a great... I think he ruined Might have it. ruined the music industry, that's for sure. Well, well anyway, so now Eddie Van Halen, though he's a great guitarist, I think he ruined the guitar. Because... <laughs> And I'll tell you why. Because everyone plays that lightning speed crap. There's no feel or soul anymore. Like, you know, it's all tech- tapping. Yeah, it's yeah. all like, you know, like, who cares? I like guys who play slow notes, like, like, and just play a nice melodic lead that, like, the lead to something. You know, there's certain leads that were great. They were just slow and they just were melodic and they had a, they, you wrote them. They wrote these leads. We used to we used to call those guys high rollers because what you do is you strike one string, and then you roll your fingers, bum 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 down, uh, either down or up the string, and so you get four bangs for the buck, right? So again, it, I don't I don't know what that means. Well, 
you're rolling. You're doing it with your right hand or your left hand. I just want to hear, like, you know, notes that are pretty and melodic and they have some soul to them. I like it. Yeah, I like this track. I I think I got I just really, Eddie Van Halen, I've always thought he was great and he is a great technician. But those leads have no soul it seems am i wrong i no, I, don't, I don't disagree i mean like, i think that they're they're, they're they're so expertly you know blah, 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 so clean and so fast and so in pocket but there's something lacking for me it's just too but there's no feeling to it part of that is the genre too i mean if, if you listen to Robotic? every lead on every metallica record they all sound exactly the same at least i think they do that's the reason you like The Edge. It's the reason you like you too, because there's not a lot of... Well he, well, he, well, he does something different. He doesn't even play lead. He just, yeah. like, you know, uses the guitar, yeah. you know, as, as kind of like the, the musicality of the band, basically, what yeah. The Edge does with that echo. And then, same thing with The Police. Andy Summers, yeah. like, he wasn't a lead guitar player, per se. He was se, kind but, of a side guy, yeah. No, but he created the basic, the sound. All yeah. that, those phrasings and chord changes and the way he did it, that yeah. was all him, man. You know, like, anyway... That was my two cents. Let's go. We're done. Good night. Uh, uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> Listen for the band at your <laughs> at your favorite country radio station. <laughs> so, so now, now <laughs> even though we've done this for three years, and we rarely let Nicole have anything to say. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't I, say I, that. I, guess, I would I guess say I am mainly here for the fact that I can put in a couple two cents but keep you both on track. To, make, so, to break up the arguments. But right? today we're allowing Nicole to lead the conversation. What do you want to there, talk about? There has not probably been a day in the last three years that I have been so excited for new music to be released. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I want to gag myself. Go Ooh. ahead. <laughs> So All last, right, let's hear it. last let's hear it. Friday was like the holy grail for me in terms of NSYNC's new single, Better Place for the Trolls movie, and Ed Sheeran's new album, Autumn Variations, both coming out on the same day. Well, let's don't and conflate I, this. Let's don't conflate this. Let's go with Ed Sheeran. Well, okay. So right. with Ed Sheeran, yep. I was interested to hear what it was because it's the first album he's released on his new record label. And the reason that he released it is because he did not care about radio airplay or how the singles were going to be released. He just wanted this music out for his fans. And what he did beforehand, which I loved, is he secretly went to 14 different fans' houses. And on top of recording the album, he recorded the fan sessions that he did with them and released them at the same time, too, through Spotify and through YouTube. So this really was more of a fan-driven album. Mm-hmm. I loved almost every single song on that. It's a, it's like 14 different songs. It's 45 minutes. Is it stripped down production-wise, or is it like a fully no, produced No, it's, it's fully produced. It's not stripped down. There, there are a couple songs where, I mean, it is stripped down, and he is doing yeah. more just guitar and stuff like that. But right. the I will say, this is my prediction, Magical, which is the first song on the album, at least how Spotify puts it, is going to be the wedding song probably for the next year and a half that people are going to choose. Yep. England was not my favorite, but it's one of those that it's catchy. Amazing to me is like the standout song on the album. There's just such good feelings about it. And it's not about feeling amazing, but it's about how you could feel amazing even when you're not. 
American town. Well, you're going song by song. I am because I <laughs> I did my homework, but it's like the top. It's the top five for me. American Town is the follow up song to Galway Gal, which is about his wife. I mean, it's just a really nice tribute to how their relationship got started since they met in New York City and kind of their relationship got started there. But Plastic Bag surprised me. I didn't like it at first, and it's grown on me. And it's just, it's about his kind of love-hate relationship with drugs and addiction. And I don't know why I liked it. But I listened to that over and over and over again the last probably, I don't know, six days it's been. So the, the love-hate with, with drug addiction. So is he in recovery? So he's not necessarily an addict but he's dabbled in drugs and a lot of the things that have happened in the last year and a half he's dabbled in addiction yeah he's dabbled in addiction <laughs> but he's, he does not do drugs anymore like that's something he's actively come out and said and like he does not do that anymore but a couple of the songs on the album were like a reflection of his time there and how being sober has also affected him I'll tell you something you know I, I will check out this record and my next podcast I'll let you know what I think I'll actually listen to these songs you're saying yeah. okay. and secondly Good. You know, I, all my kidding aside, I will be totally honest with you. The reason probably why I make so much fun of him, I mock him so much, is because I am so jealous. Because, <laughs> because he has the crew I would have loved to have had, singer-songwriter who's, like, huge. You know? And, yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. so pretty much it's all just... It's all because you, it's all you're jealous. It's all Resentment. 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 <laughs> he's, well, probably, he's probably great, but... And what I will say is, I mean, I love his music, but the reason that he is more of an influence for me probably because like the Beatles and stuff like that are influenced for you he brings he brought me my mom and my sisters together musically and like a, for like a very long time like we've always been close but like this is the first artist that like we've all really liked and we've all really been like yes we'll go to his concerts we'll listen to his album we had a group chat last week when the album came out on who's listened to it so we didn't ruin it for anyone so it's more of also a bonding moment for me and my family that's the that's the that's the thing that's going on with the Swifties, right? I mean, it's like it's. I guess, but that's it, more of like a mother daughter. Yeah, I guess oh, so. That is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. So what else? Okay, so okay. tell us so about Insane. We we've gone over Ed and the fact yeah. that I do think his Autumn Variations is probably one of the best albums he's put out in his career. Ever. Not ever, but in, I think except there with Meet the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The next thing we're talking about is NSYNC's first single in 20 years, Better Place. I love it. It's just, it's them. It's not something that they tried to like create a new sound for or tried to reinvent themselves. It is, if you took us back to like the 1998 through 2002 period, it's their sound. They really haven't changed. And I have listened to it every single morning as the first song on the drive to school with Kenzie. Are you going for like being like a record reviewer now? I no, like, you know. no, but like this is just how I felt in the last week. So Nicole, who's the who's the producer? Uh, I'll look that up. Hold on. I doubt it's Rick Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm wondering if uh, Timberlake did it. Uh, let's see. I heard that that Joey Fantone guy said like, listen, like Joey Fantone. He said, like, you know, when Justin did his solo album years ago, he goes, he didn't know he was leaving for 23 years. He thought it'd be like, you know, he's going to be back in like six months, you know. He didn't know the band broke up. Yeah, that's funny. Justin Timberlake and Shellback produced it. It's a good song. Did they write it? Justin Timberlake wrote it. So, Carl, here's what what we'll do. You take the hit hit on... um, Ed Sheeran? uh, Ed Sheeran. I'll take the hit on the Timberlake produced... um, no, but you got I got to listen to the whole five yeah, songs. Yeah, you, you got, got one, one song. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I you suggest have, You have three minutes and 33 <laughs> seconds. 
it occurs to me there's one thing that's in play here with these people bringing this stuff back is that there's no pressure. I mean, it used to be that if you made a comeback record, you know, there was some pressure as to whether or not you actually were going to harm the legacy that you had before. I mean, I think, too, because of social media, the pressure's off because the amount of pre-promotion that they've done and things like that, it could have right. been absolutely horrible but people still would have yeah. loved it because it's in sync so right. and like they have people... one thing they have one thing to do i know i cut you off i'm sorry you're, you're fine they have one thing to do with these bands anybody can do a comeback just don't be too fat that's it exactly <laughs> as long as you can wear the suit and don't look too fat and you're not completely bald do it and you can still you... dance and you can still at least get yeah. the notes like but when you get fat like in, and you're bald and you're trying to sing like i'm sorry i saw this thing the other day of lover boy everybody is working oh that dude man. that yeah, guy yeah. is like 400 pounds yeah. and like <laughs> he's up there with the headband wearing yeah. the cutoff yeah. shirt going are you kidding me yeah i mean you know hit the gym bro <laughs> right. you know i mean i mean i you know i don't I don't like the, I don't like body shaming yeah, anybody. Everybody's everybody's eating on the weekend. <laughs> Lord Lord knows that uh, I could not win any contests, but yeah, but you're uh, not a rock star. But the reality of it is that if that's your job, if your job right. is to be entertain people, and you get to be a rock star, be a rock star. You know, back off the cheeseburgers. You know, I mean, you can't be a fat rock star. I'm sorry if you're a rock. <laughs> you know, look at Bon Jovi. The guy's yeah. sixty. He still looks yeah. good. You know, yeah. you're going to be a rock star. Springsteen, seventy, yeah. still thin. Yeah. You're going to be a rock star. Yeah. Bowie was great to the end. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. Even McCartney, still thin. You can't be fat and be a rock star. I'm sorry. It you works know? in the uh, it works the other way too. If like if you if you were known to be like big and then all of a sudden you get skinny, it throws people off a bit too. I mean, I think that happened with Adele. Yeah, but she's still big. She's still got a dedicated fan yeah. base. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think now is the perfect time to hear another song from Wayward Motel called "Brand New Sunflower Heater." But before we listen to that, let's listen to one of our partners, 1824. In this episode, we talk about 1824 and 9420's partnership. 1824 is Universal Music Group's creative solutions team focused on the connection of artists and brands directly to fans through storytelling and experiences. Their offerings include content creation, ideation, PR, A&R, creator partnerships, experiences, and digital marketing. With a staff of passionate and highly skilled visionaries, they own a direct connection to youth culture. 1824's first-of-a-kind network of young creatives allows them to make an impact locally while thinking globally. They redefine artist development while building the careers of future industry executives. For more about 1824, you can go to their website, which is 1824official.com. It's that numbers 1824official.com.
day as we talk about the weather I can't give it away Nothing to say Like with something to remember Cause I That was fun. That got a old Huey Lewis vibe mm-hmm. up on that one. I'm hearing seventies, man. I'm hearing, yeah, yeah. You know. That's, uh, that was that was cool. I mean, I love that bass, that phalange growly bass sound. That was fun. Well, and what's even more fun is they found us through Facebook and submitted. So I was very, Yay. I was very excited when we listened to them. And Carl and I both agreed that we didn't need your input to feature them, Greg. So. Oh well, thank you so much. I'll say this. Uh, if I pissed them off the first five minutes, that one ain't country. No, that one's definitely not country. We realized that the best we should do is from now on, we don't even play the songs for Greg. We always surprise him every time. We episode. do, and then we get his, his true reaction to it. That's why I said, because ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want true spontaneous reactions here on this The music program. Nicole and Carl love right. and the business we tolerate. Right. So, All right, so we did speak to Wayward Motel, and they answered our questions of the week. Well, what did we ask them, uh, Nicole? (laughs) So the first question that we asked them is to tell us a little bit about themselves. Hello, I'm Josh Catalano from Wayward Motel. We are a five-piece rock band from Central Illinois, featuring me as lead singer and guitar player, Patrick Bruce Miller on drums, Matt Natalia on bass, Roy Davis on organ and piano, and Ted Brennan on guitar. Wayward is a band that I think is hard to define. When you think of rock bands in today's modern music scene, it tends to be harder, more hard rock. Well, I think we have an edge at times, but we are more of a throwback to what rock used to be. Fun arrangements, four-part harmonies, and a romanticism that has kind of left the modern-day rock vernacular. Because I love the way pop music affects listeners as a songwriter. I love to focus on big, catchy hooks, and I think that sets us apart from other rock bands and that we have this pop sensibility with a rock and roll edge. I don't know. I feel sorry for anyone trying to make it these days. It's like, oh, it's up against such a daunting, I don't know, it's just too much. I, I don't think there is a make it. You know, oh, baloney, I'm this, sorry. I, these guys want to make it. They want to make it in the sense that, okay, not everyone has to be the Beatles or Taylor Swift, but they want to have a career. They want to have a career. They want to be able to buy a house. They want to be able to have a side job. Right. right. And, right, and right. tour and have an audience that, that likes what they do. Like, I think it's so yeah. hard to do that now. You find a thousand people to give you fifty dollars a year, and that's a good start. Even doing that's hard. I know it's very difficult. You know, anyway. But that's kind of the reason we do this little podcast. I think that if one band that gets featured here actually achieves that a thousand people, fifty dollars a year type thing, and we had the ability to put that act in front of people um that would be great if one band over the hundred hundred acts that have been on this podcast in the last three years have done that please let us know (laughs) yeah that would be yeah that would be cool so what else so what else would be asked them nicole uh so we asked them to tell us what music artists have influenced their career so far while a lot of artists have inspired me it's hard to look beyond ray charles as a huge fan of r&b and soul music i've been fascinated by his music since i was a young boy he was an american icon of music innovation and has pushed music in a new direction for so many artists 
That's an interesting one. I never heard someone just, yeah, Ray Charles. My family were huge, dyed-in-the-wool Ray Charles fans. My grandparents had all the records. My father had all the records. And we we listened to Ray Charles constantly. And there was this little venue called the Derby Dinner Playhouse. It was across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, hence the name. But we were so excited, we got tickets to see Ray Charles in concert at the Derby Dinner Playhouse. And we went, and at the time, I think I recall the tickets were pretty expensive. Ray rolls in with the AF of M Orchestra supporting him in the background, and they're all reading charts. He spent the entire 90-minute set bitching at the players and how they were performing his scores. It was really disappointing. It was terrible. He was just, I mean, he was just such a musical genius. And so, one of those people that never hit a wrong note in like 50 years of entertaining, you know. But it was just really disheartening to see him bitch at all the players. Yeah, a bad night. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. So what is what is our final? And uh, don't we ask one more question, Nicole? We do, Carl. You don't have to be so peppy about it. <laughs> um, um, what, what might that? What might that be? So we asked them, "What is one service not offered in the music industry right now that indie music artists need?" The great thing about the music landscape these days, and maybe the bad thing also, is that we don't need record labels to make albums, right? However, getting noticed is the hardest part. What we really need is affordable PR firms to help us connect, not just with listeners, but with media. Independent bands need media coverage to build a reputation, to create a buzz about what we're doing in the independent scene. Unfortunately, if something doesn't change, music as a living may vanish for many talented musicians. You know, I just noticed something. He's right. You know what we need? Somebody has somebody like Elon Musk or somebody with money needs to like go to a network like Channel 7 and recreate the new Ed Sullivan show and make it where he hires the best acts to be on the show and make it this weekly thing. You don't stream it. You don't do anything. Make it this event. Every Sunday, you got to go to the show. Only place you can see it is there. Yeah, the thing is, you, you can't garner the audience. I mean, nobody can... If you paid enough money and enough and got enough good artists to be on it, make it the show to go to. You know, and always have the best people there. And just I think it could be done and create that. It was kind of the idea behind the award shows, you know. Yeah, but those award shows stink. But they're They're horrible. stupid, right. Yeah. You got to have yeah. it done hip yeah. hip and done well. <laughs> and, they, and their audience has been declining. If they were smart, time. you know, they'd get Don Cush, the junior, junior here. Don Cush. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You might be able to pull it off on YouTube. Nah, no YouTube. No. no, no, no. I think no that you get, digital. You TV. get everybody in America to sit down at 7 p.m. Central Time on Sunday night. That's what I want for a YouTube. No, program. not YouTube. You want Might to sit work. in front Might of the work. TV and know what? No streaming TV, antenna <laughs> TV. It only can only get it with an antenna television. Google, yeah, and, and black and white. Black, black and white, white, right, right. I don't know, man. I think they could go back to it, like, you know, bring it back a little bit to where it was more, things were special. Now nothing is special. Nothing no, is there's special. A, there's a million tiny little experiences out there as opposed to the big three or the big four, which programmed on a 20, actually it programmed on what, a 12-hour day? And then, then they went off the air. I blame Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, for everything. You always have to blame him. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. 
So what are we doing? Are we done with this nonsense? Are we got more things to talk about? We're done. Well, I think we are done. I have no more Ed or NSYNC stuff to talk about, so I'm good. NSYNC, <laughs> baby. I will. Well, you, I, did, a, you did a fine I, job reporting, I Nicole. I thoroughly look forward to your reactions next week, so. So you're going you're gonna to do um, NSYNC and I'm doing Ed Sheeran? Yeah, and I'll probably end up listening to the little... What is Muppet, he, uh, the uh, Muppet is what Ed Carl calls him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'll listen to him too. I know all he's got to do is get a better haircut, and he's got me. You know, <laughs> get a better haircut. Well, you know what I say. He needs two neck guitar every now and again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the ninety four twenty podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through because we have one more song by Wayward Motel called "Let Me Down." For everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the number is 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.
down You know I hate when you're not around Cause honey, you know 